0: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am Candace Eisner, and this week I want to talk to you guys about technology for healthcare practices. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started! Hey everybody! Happy Monday, as I always say, although you might not be listening to this on Monday let's just launch right into this week's topic. So yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about technology that you can use in your practices and in your life. Um, I don't like to stereotype, but typically speaking, what I've seen with massage therapists and a lot of other healthcare professionals is that even the younger generation, people who are younger than I am, tend not to be super technologically savvy. So maybe you've got like an iPhone or an Android or whatever you use for your um, for your day to day phone calls and emails and text messages and stuff and maybe you're cool with that but anything beyond that and you sort of look and go yeah no that's not for me so and I'm not here to tell you that you have to change like that's okay you know you you do you you do what's comfortable for you but I did want to cover this topic because I felt that maybe it is something that some of you might want to examine. Um, technology is the way of the future, as they say, but also like it, it re- things really are moving that way. You know, 10 years ago, um, certainly any doctor that I saw, if they used a computer, it was more to like, Look up information, or to just look up certain things from a client file. But now my doctor's office, everything is online. They don't have paper charts. Um, they have to like log into a screen to access my client information, and they, you know, and you can tell who wrote each note. Like, was it the nurse practitioner who saw me? Was it my own doctor? Was it a different doctor in the team? You know, um, so. And that's a doctor's office. Doctor's offices tend to move a little slower than some of the other, um, let's say, things in healthcare, like uh, physiotherapy offices certainly um, adopted technology faster than most doctor's offices, for example. So so yeah, if my doctor's office is adopting technology, like they even allow you to email um, and them with questions, certain questions, certain ones are simply not appropriate due to privacy issues, but... And they also have this online system where you can communicate with the office just to ask about, like, are my test results in and that kind of thing. And, yeah, so all's to say, like, if my doctor's office, which is based in a hospital, by the way, just I I happen to see a family health team that's based out of a hospital here in Toronto. It's just that's just because it's not because I needed the hospital or anything. But, yeah, if my doctor's office can do it, you guys can at least consider doing some of these things in order to, I don't want to say advance your practice, but just, you know, Put your practice forward in a, in a new way. And as well, you know, hey, doing things like electronic charting, which I will talk about in a minute, it's environmentally friendly. It means you're not using so many trees. So that's a, that's a good thing too, right? So who am I to talk to you guys about technology for your practice? Well, you know, I am fairly technologically savvy. You know, I've been using technology ever since I was that nerdy kid back in the, what was it, like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, it was spending part of her summer vacation reading the MS DOS manual. I'm really not kidding. (laughs) I actually sat down and read a bunch of the MS-DOS manual. For those of you who don't know what that is, it was the operating system... Well, it's the operating system underlying Windows computers. Let's just leave it that way for simplicity's sake. But this was before the Windows 95 era, you know, when everything was this fairly nice, at least for the time, you know, graphical user interface. No, no, no. This was the time where you had to, like, type in commands into a line in order to run programs. So, yeah. Um... I was a big technological nerd, and that's kind of why I did the pivot that I did, uh, going from being a healthcare, either a healthcare assistant to a healthcare provider as a massage therapist, and now someone who advises massage therapists and other healthcare providers and helps them with their website and their marketing and all that other stuff that I do, so... Of course, I am definitely aging. I'm not one of those cool kid early adopters anymore. You know, I really tend to notice that sometimes uh, my... Uh My husband's younger siblings will mention something. Full disclosure, uh, my brother-in-law works for Snapchat and used to work for Facebook. So he's very technologically savvy. You know, and they'll mention stuff and I'll go, I didn't even know about that. And it's kind of awkward because I used to be that person who always knew about the new things. And now I'm a little behind the curve. But still... I'm still fairly technologically savvy. I am a you know, web developer. I do know a fair bit about these things. So I've got some recommendations for you guys, and hopefully they'll help you out. So when thinking about this podcast episode, I sat down and I just did a big brainstorm of all the things I think you guys might want to hear about. So I came up with three big categories of things I'm going to talk about in terms of technology you can use. Number one is technology specifically for your practice. Number two is technology for your marketing efforts. And number three is technology for the rest of your life. So let's get started. Let's talk about tech for your practice. So before I begin talking about this stuff, the one thing I want you to keep in mind is with anything you're going to be entering client information into, you need to think about security. It's super, super, super important to use good passwords. So like if you're the type of person who wants to reuse the same password 10 times because you can't remember other passwords you really shouldn't do that because you run the risk of somebody getting access to your client information or someone getting access to your bank account or someone getting access to your email which therefore they can get access to other things through you just like it's not a good idea to do that um also when you walk away from your devices you should always lock your screen so when you're not using them in other words whether it's an ipad or another tablet or a laptop or a desktop computer your phone whatever you should always lock the screen And if it's a smaller device, say a laptop or um, especially a tablet, you might want to lock that up when you're not at work. So find have a drawer that it fits into that you can actually physically lock. That way people can't walk off with the device unless, of course, obviously you're taking it home with you. If it's something you take to and from with work with you, that's different. But if it's something that stays at your office most of the time, lock it up in a drawer. That's, you know, that's going to help with security right there. Um, and it's also important to make sure whatever program you're picking respects your client's information. So make sure all the information is stored on secure servers and the company isn't going to be taking your client's information and using it for their own purposes. You can all you can always find those kinds of things in their terms of service and their conditions um, of service. So if you have any questions about that stuff, you need to go and read about that. Um, Now, the programs I'm recommending are reputable as I record this in July of 2017. The reason why I'm making that caveat is sometimes you find out down the road that a program you thought was reputable started doing stuff that wasn't so cool. Um, So that's why I'm using that caveat. So anything I'm recommending to you today as I record this, as far as I'm aware, having researched it, it is a reputable program. But, you know, buyer beware. Keep your eyes out for any kind of news about things. And, and yeah, you don't need to be paranoid. Please don't be paranoid. You know, it's okay to adopt technology. Technology can be a very good thing and it can save you a lot of time and effort and even money. Um, it can make your practice that much better and more appealing to clients. But you do, ha- you know, it just, y- you got to do your, your research. You got to, you know, sort of keep on top of things. That's really all I'm saying. So let's dive into some of these recommendations I have for you guys. So let's talk about online charting and booking. Um, I'm covering these together as most of the programs out there will do both. I'm not going to say all do both, but there's a lot of them that do both, um, especially ones that are marketed specifically to registered massage therapists. And it's actually become a very popular way for RMTs to embrace technology. I'm seeing more and more people talking about doing um, online charting or like... um, computerized charting as opposed to the old paper method, right? It's really the way of the future and it just makes so much sense because like I said, you know, in the sort of the intro to this episode, it saves you time and it also saves trees <laughs> and it also makes it so much easier to share your information with other practitioners in your office. So yeah, like it's kind of those one of those things like why wouldn't you do it unless you really, really, really can't afford it? So but yeah it all it saves you time like imagine instead of having to write everything out by hand you just pointed and clicked at certain points on your screen and it like filled in stuff for you like you're clicking on a muscle and it's saying you know you treated that muscle and you just like click on another couple of boxes to say how you treated it it just saves you a lot of time so it's definitely worth thinking about. Also, instead of having to write things by hand, like I said, you know, you're, you're kind of saving your, hand, your hands and your, you need your hands for massaging, right? I know actually, you know, come to think of it, back in the day when I was massaging, my hands would be really sore at the end of the day, especially during that sort of pre-Christmas rush. And I didn't want to write my charts. My hands were sore, but so it'd be a lot easier if I was just doing some quick point and click and like, you know, typing a few little things. So, you know, that's, there, there is that aspect to it as well. It can actually save your hands a little bit from not having to do so much handwriting. Another another um, thing that's really great about these programs is a lot of them help you with tracking of uh, insurance cases, um, which I'll get to that a little bit when I talk about some specifics, but that's another benefit as well. So if you're doing motor vehicle accidents or anything else where you're billing insurers – It'll really save you some headaches as opposed to constantly having to go, oh, where was that OCF, you know, whichever form it was you're looking for. Oh, where's that claim form? Or, oh, you know, it's all there right on your computer. All you need to do is just bring up the client's chart and like their file and it's all right there. Um, Another thing I do want to mention, you guys, before I go on to three specific recommendations I have for you is the pricing will differ for these different programs most of them have multiple levels of pricing depending on exactly what you want or the size of your clinic so like what services you want within the the software package and sometimes you can get cheaper pricing if you only want say just online booking or just um online booking and reminders and nothing else so look into that if you're if you're sitting here thinking like i really can't afford it maybe you can so Here's the three specific recommendations I have you guys. The first one is Clinicsense. You can find them at clinicsense.com. The first really awesome thing about them is they are based in Canada. So for all my Canadian listeners, and I'm Canadian myself, as most of you know, um, it's definitely a bonus because uh, there's been some talk about whether or not, due to differing healthcare laws and different privacy laws, whether or not it's okay to store client data on servers that exist outside of Canada. There's no specific law that says you can't, but it's kind of a gray area. So if you use ClinicSense, then you don't need to worry about that aspect of it, because this it is Canadian. It's a Canadian program using Canadian servers. So, you know, it's pretty safe on that end. Um, And I've test-driven this one for a few of my different clients, um, and just also just because I wanted to play around with it and see what it was like. Honestly, I wish ClinicSense had existed back when I was in active practice. I really do. It has soap notes, um, email marketing stuff, like for doing newsletters or recalling patients, that kind of thing. It has intake forms you can send your clients in advance. It has online booking functions, reminders so that, you know, your clients can be reminded of their appointments, you know, a day or two in advance. It helps you keep the financial. Financial records. It helps you send invoices to clients. Like, say, you know, somebody is going to pay you after the treatment or before you can send them an invoice. It allows for payment processing. Like, it's really super useful. So it's one that I would look into if you're thinking about doing any of these functions at all. Another one that's Canadian and really popular is JaneApp. And actually, I'm really, really surprised more people don't use it. Um, You can find them at janeapp.com. It's it's fully featured. It's got everything Clinic Sense has, plus it's got some bonus stuff like managing insurance claims, that thing I just talked about. And here's another thing. If you're old school, if you're like, there's no way I'm going to want to do full electronic charting. I just don't like the idea of like the point and click, everything's the same, you know, I like to write my own notes. Well, guess what? If you're old school and you like the idea of actually being able to write you can in app. They have a they have a function. So like, say you had like a tablet with um, uh, like one of those um pencils. The name of which is totally escaping me right now. Even though I'm a designer and I should know what it's called. That's hilarious. But if you have one of those pencils that you can use to write on with your tablet, you can do that in App so you can have handwritten notes, but they're electronic. That's really awesome. That's such a cu- cool feature for those of you who are kind of old school and don't want to have to just type all your notes or you, or you write much quicker than you type. So there's one that I definitely check out, App. And the last one I'll mention is American. Um, but I know a lot of Canadian registered massage therapists who use it, and it's called Schedulicity. So Schedulicity.com is their address. And They don't include soap notes, so it's a little bit less featured, but it does include a lot of other great stuff like online booking, payment processing through Square, which we'll talk about Square in a minute. Email marketing, scheduling classes or workshops. So if you're the type that you're planning to do classes or workshops, like you're planning on teaching infant massage classes or yoga classes or stretching classes or massage for couples classes or whatever, whatever your classes or workshops might be, this might be the solution for you because it kind of has that integrated rate into it. Um, It also has email reminders and a lot of the other stuff that ClinicSense has. It just doesn't have the sort of soap notes and Canadian RMT stuff in it. But it's definitely worth checking out um, if you want something that's a little bit less full-featured. So those are my three faves. But if you have your own, feel free to actually, yeah, feel free to just pop me an email, candace at nixie.ca. And uh, yeah, maybe it's one that I haven't heard of and I can mention it in a future podcast. Who knows? Um, On that note, have you considered using a tablet in your practice? I mentioned that in the intro. And why would you want to use a tablet in your practice rather than just using a laptop or using just your phone? Well, first off, it's got a bigger screen than a phone. So Sure, phone is nice, it's small, it's discreet, but if you're actually trying to do like bigger things like charts or even just booking appointments, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt. I know it was back when I was in practice because I had online booking and I would use my phone to sometimes to quickly book people in between clients when I didn't have time to actually open my laptop, unlock it, blah, 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 blah. I quickly do it with my phone, but it was a pain in the butt so it's nice to have the bigger screen to do things you know so you don't have to squint um and having a tablet also helps you do your online charting it helps you do payment processing again if you've got square or if you don't have square like other you can use it for other functions as well you know so the only thing about having a tablet is, like I mentioned before, it's important to make sure that you lock it up when you're not using it because it is pretty easy for someone to walk off with the tablet. Even if you think no one is going to be dishonest, that comes into your clinic, it's just not going to happen. Well, yeah, why run the risk, though? It's just really not worth the risk. So while we're on the topic of tablets, let's talk about that little Square thing that I just talked about a second ago. So a lot of you have probably heard of Square, and it is basically a little payment processing tool that you can use. So what you do is you hook it up to your tablet or your phone, and through the Square app, it'll handle credit card payments for you. So instead of having to get a full like point of sale machine, like sort of the, the way that like a retail store would have, instead, you're using this thing called Square and it processes the payments for you that way. So if you're thinking of getting on board with accepting plastic to your business rather than only doing the cash or check thing, you should check it out, squareup.com. That's how you get um, information about Square, find out the pricing, see if it's right for you. I definitely recommend in 2017 you seriously consider accepting credit cards. Like, Checks are becoming the old way and nobody carries that much cash these days. I can't like, OK, so 10 years ago when I was still in massage practice, I mean, I, it's less than 10 years ago that I quit. But let's let's talk about 10 years ago. People were always shocked when I did not take plastic, even when I told them, you know, because that because for a certain period of time, I didn't you know, I only took cash or check for a certain period of time until I was ready to roll with uh, credit cards and and stuff. So they were always like super shocked. And I would tell them, well, yeah, like it said on my website, it sent in my reminder email, I let you know. And like people don't always read that stuff. So they show up and they expected to just be able to pay with plastic. And that is the reality of the times that we live in. People don't carry around a lot of cash. People, I mean, for for God's sake, you can pay for things with your phone these days through like Apple Pay and stuff like that. Just it it's not it's just so old school and like not respecting the way things have gone if you insist on remaining in this mindset that you have to only accept cash or checks. At the bare minimum, at least allow people to send you, say, email money transfers if you're in Canada, maybe have a PayPal account set up, just something so that people can pay you with a method that doesn't require them to carry cash around with them. I mean, okay, if your appointments are only like $30, which... If you're a registered massage therapist, I really doubt your appointments are only $30. But if you do something else like you, I don't know, you do like a half hour consult as like a fitness instructor or something and you do just your initial consult is really inexpensive. Let's say you're charging or say it's a yo- you're a yoga instructor and you do, you know, um, you do like sort of uh, low key yoga classes and you charge 20 bucks per class and, you know, it's cash only. Sure, that's probably OK. You know, people probably have 20 bucks on them. But yeah, it's otherwise really you should be thinking about having, uh, allowing plastic because people don't carry 90 or 100 or 120 bucks on them most of the time right and nobody uses checks these days like seriously my husband just ordered checks a little while ago um which was very weird he's like i haven't ordered checks in like 10 years i forget why he ordered the checks actually i think it was because we have one charity we give to that you that prefers checks that might have been the reason yeah, I'm trying to remember, and I don't really remember, and it doesn't matter. But my point being, like, checks are not the thing anymore. So really consider accepting plastic. I'm not trying to push you, but it it's just – it's kind of the way things have gone. And it's a business expense. You write it off so it goes. So now that we've covered that, let's talk about marketing apps that'll make your life easier. So let's talk about Canva. Have any of you heard of Canva? It's at canva.com, and it is my favorite marketing app. It's really, really super easy to use, and it's a way to create great designs that you can use on your website, your blog, or social media, or it can even help you create printed materials if you want to do that, like business cards or posters. They have tons of templates and images you can use. You can also upload some of your own stuff and integrate it with their designs. For like, for example, they have templates that are the proper optimized size for Facebook ads, Facebook cover photos, Instagram posts, Pinterest posts, plus stuff like flyers, brochures, business cards. And best of all, It's free, all the basic features are free. Yes, they have like more advanced features that you pay for and also like if you wanna have certain photos that you haven't found yourself, you can pay for photos within Canva, but you don't have to do any of that. You can use the whole thing for free. And I strongly recommend it to anybody who runs a small business for using in their marketing efforts because it'll make your marketing look that much nicer because just their templates are really nice and simple and easy to use. My next recommendation on the marketing front is something called Buffer. Now, some of you may have heard of it if you're social media users, some of you haven't, but if you are a social media user, it's a way to schedule out your social media posts in advance. Now, caveat here. I don't recommend you rely on Buffer all the time because that's kind of not a way to make genuine connections with people. And remember, social media is two words. We tend to focus on the second word, the media part, like what are we going to post? But you need to remember that the first word is social and that means making connections with people. So if you're always scheduling your posts in advance, that's not really like if you're always scheduling them in advance and then kind of like ignoring the system like, oh, you know, I'll just take one day a week and I'll schedule out a bunch of stuff and then I can ignore it. No, 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 it doesn't really work that way. So you do need to engage with anybody who comments on your stuff and, you know, sends you DMs or PMs or whatever it is, depending on which system you're using, people who email you due to social media posts, any of that kind of stuff. You do need to interact one-on-one with people. That's really important. But where Buffer comes in is it's really great for when you're swamped. Or say if you wanted to post something at a certain time of day, but you just didn't have time, you know, at that particular time of day, like you're, you're like, well, I'd really rather this went out at noon because that seems to be the time that the most people reply to stuff. Yeah, totally. So schedule an embuffer to go out at noon. Just make sure later in the day you're checking for comments and stuff. That's all I mean. So it's a great, basically, Buffer is a really great way to fill in those gaps, you know, whether it's because you're away or can't get to the computer because you're super swamped. Maybe it's that pre-Christmas rush, whatever it is. It helps you just keep things rolling with your online marketing efforts in social media without you having to constantly be checking social media and using social media all the time. And it's free for the basics. It's free, which is really awesome. So check it out at Buffer.com. And the last category I have is just apps that you might enjoy that I use a ton. So they're not specific to marketing. They're not specific to your practice per se. They just might be things that you may have heard of or may not have heard of, but they might make your life a lot easier. So the first two I want to mention are Google Drive and Dropbox. So most people have at least heard of them. So you already know they can be useful if you have heard of them. If you haven't, they're an easy way for you to store documents or images or PDFs, like whatever, online so you can retrieve them from anywhere and also so you can share them with other people. So myself, I use them with clients. So clients will upload their stuff to their own Dropbox or Google Drive, and then we can share the information back and forth. I will upload stuff for them to look at, mockups or contracts or photos or whatever information it might be. So it's really useful that way for the sharing of information. But I also use it for things like, um, say, downloaded PDFs that I'd like to be able to read from any device. Like, here's an example. Um, I am gluten-free. I recently bought this recipe booklet um, online for making gluten-free bagels, and they look like really, really good. So I downloaded that PDF, like I paid for it and downloaded it, and then I put it in my Dropbox so I can access it from anywhere. So literally the other day, I was standing in the grocery store going, crap, like what did I need for that? the the plain bagel recipe? I kind of wanted to make that this week, but I forgot to look at it when I was at the house. Well, guess what? Pull out my phone, load up Dropbox, load up the recipes, there you go, ingredients right in front of my face, ready to go. Just one example of how I just make my life easier by using Dropbox. So, and Google Drive can do the exact same kind of thing. So I recommend it to you guys if that kind of thing would be useful to you in your life in any way. Now, the second program I'm gonna recommend is called One Password. So that's the number one and then password. Um, it's so useful. And they're a Canadian company, by the way, which is really great. The only thing I'll warn you is that it's not cheap. Um, I, I admit, before I started recording this podcast, I forgot to look up the pricing. It's not like a $2 app like a lot of apps. It does have a bit of a cost behind it, but it is worth it to you. Just trust me, unless unless like you're really not using any programs at all and like you only have to remember like four passwords because you're literally only using four different things like say your email your bank account password i don't know um say you've got a google account and then you need to remember your laptop password and that's it those literally are all the passwords you need to remember and nothing else okay if that's your life great that's cool if you can remember those four passwords But if you're like me and you have literally dozens of accounts, you know, with various things that you've done. And now, I mean, in my case, I also have a lot of clients' accounts that I need access to. And so I need to very securely store their information so that I can retrieve it later on when I'm helping them, you know, down the road. But anyway, in any case, this is, it's a password manager. So it helps you remember your passwords and it helps you set secure passwords so that you're not using, you know, um, your pet's name 22 for all of your for all of your passwords I don't recommend doing that it is very insecure people can guess that that password it's not that hard um, and also if you're the type who uses the same password 10 times like I mentioned earlier in the program again this is a way so you don't have to use the same password 10 times and you can remember the different passwords that you have so definitely check that out, one password, So that's the number 1Password. Um, Google that. I believe it's OnePassword.com. Again, I, I apologize. I forgot to look up the URL for that one before we started recording. Now, the third thing I recommend for your life that might make your life easier is Reminder software. So if you're an iPhone user, you, the Reminders app is perfectly good and it can remind you of things. Um, you may have also used Siri and found that really useful. Um, so... It can remind you of literally anything, like you need to call your friend at 2 p.m. tomorrow because you know that's when she's getting back from her vacation and you really wanted to call her and tell her something, set a reminder. That way, you know, when it's, you know, it reminds you when it's two o'clock as opposed to you having to kind of remember at two o'clock, right? If you get busy, you might not remember. So, or if you need to remember to jump online to book tickets for something because you know that event is going to sell out 15 minutes after ticket sales open, you don't want to forget Set a reminder for 15 minutes before the event or like 15 minutes before the tickets open. That way you're sitting at your computer and ready to roll or need to remember to pick up milk and cereal from the store after work. Well, set yourself a reminder for the end of the workday so you remember. So my personal favorite, speaking of talk or like talking about picking up milk, my favorite app is called Remember the Milk. It's pretty cute, Um, but there's tons of them out there. And like I said, if you're an iPhone user, there's already, already the Reminders app, which is perfectly fine. Um, another tip there actually, if you have family members um, and you're you're sharing um, you're sharing like a, a Apple ID, like a you have the family plan and the Apple ID. What you could do is have family, reminder list. So, my husband and I use this to our for our grocery list. So, if either of us remember that we need to pick up something from the store, like the next time one of us is at the store, we just add it to our groceries reminder list. It's it's perfect. We used to use various software things, like various grocery list software things, but we didn't find any of them all that great. A lot of them the way they make their money is by tying it into like various store coupons and whatnot and like we don't eat The kind of stuff that tends to be on the store coupons. And also we're Canadian. So a lot of those apps were for Americans and it would be like coupons to like stores we don't even have here in Ontario or where I'm from in Nova Scotia or whatever. So wasn't terribly useful to us. So that's why I like remember the milk. You know, that's why I recommend maybe using the Reminders app. You know, it doesn't have all that kind of silliness behind it. So, yeah, consider that one if, if you tend to kind of forget things. Now, the fourth thing that i talk about is photo editing apps. So complete pivot from what we were just talking about, reminder apps, right? So you can use photo editing apps for marketing. And maybe I should have talked about this back when we were talking about marketing. But, you know, you can use them for personal stuff, too. And that's why I'm, you know, it's kind of why I'm covering it down here. I like Snapseed for basic editing. Like if you just need to do some basic corrections, uh, white balance or saturation or filter them a little bit, crop them, that kind of thing, um, whether it's for social media posts or whether it's just for your personal use, it's a great little app. Um, I really like it. Um, and there's another app that you may not have heard of, and it's called Waterlog, and that turns any photo into a watercolor painting. It's really cool. So uh, that can kind of be a little fun for, say, um, social media posts or just sending, a, sending something to family. Like maybe you took an adorable photo of your son and you want to send it to your mom. And so you're like, hey, mom, look, I made a watercolor painting of my son. You know, obviously you'd say your son's name, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's kind of a fun little app. So I recommend you check that one out, too. Um, Those obviously are for iPhone. I apologize to the Android users or anyone, maybe Windows Phone or whatever you do out there. I'm an Apple girl. I apologize. Some of those apps may be available on Android. Check it out. See if they are. Um, Sorry about that. But hey, you know, I've got my own little world when it comes to those things. Um, If you do want recommendations specific to your your operating system or like to the type of phone that you have, please. Feel free to send me an email. I can probably do like uh, like 10 minutes of research for you and figure it out like what, what a similar app would be because I've used the apps and I know what the functions are in them. Therefore, I can see if there's something similar out there for you. So if you need help, let me know. It's no big deal. And the last thing I wanted to mention was this, and this is something that like kind of blows the minds of some of my clients or some other people, like my friends who didn't know about this. So say you have a laptop or a tablet, but you don't have any sort of basic word processing software or like you need, um, say you need a spreadsheet for something that you're working on or whatever it might be. And yeah, this is especially true for Windows users because, as far as I know, no, you know, Microsoft doesn't really include much in their in their package. Um, Apple does include pay, um, the um, the Apple suite, so you get like Pages. It used to be called iWork. Um, you get like Pages and Numbers and all of those different programs with it. Um, but if you're on Windows or or if you just don't have those programs because maybe you have a really old Mac where it wasn't included. Um, google offers a totally free as long as you have a google account which is free so you can just sign up for one for free set of apps that do basic word processing spreadsheets presentations it saves it to google drive which we talked about already it's super worth checking out and it works really really well um so i have in my life i have microsoft office i have that even though i have macs and i have the mac programs like i mentioned the keynote Pages, numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But I still use Google stuff regularly, especially if I'm trying to share it with somebody because it's such an easy way to share documents online and have like multiple people editing the documents. That's the beauty of being able to use that the Google online suite of programs. So I really recommend you check that out, especially if, like I said, you don't have anything. You'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. I'm so glad I got this for free. <laughs> so there you have it. I've talked about technology now for 35 minutes. Hopefully some of that stuff has kind of got your brain churning about some of the things that maybe you can use in your life to make things easier for you, whether it's in your practice, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's sharing information with friends, sharing photos with people, whatever it might be. Hopefully this little chat has been helpful to you guys. If you do have any questions, I've mentioned it a few times, but you can feel free to email me at candice at nixie.ca, that's C-A-N-D-I-C-E at N-Y-X-I-E or pop on social media and send me a message. Right now, until the end of the summer, I'm sort of less available on social media. I'm doing sort of a mini detox. Um, I've talked about social media detoxes in previous podcasts. So feel free to go back and listen to those if you haven't. Um, But I will still respond to you. It just might take me a little longer than usual. That's all. All right, guys, that's it for this week, like I just said. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you again next week. Hey, guys, I am so happy to be back with you for the summer. Um, I will be doing a weekly podcast for most of the summer, at least. I'm playing around a little bit with the format of the podcast. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to revert to doing seasons or just keep doing sort of a weekly podcast with a break here and there. But, uh, you know, regardless, I am really appreciative of you guys supporting me listening to this week after week after week. If you have any questions at all for me about running a successful massage therapy or related healthcare practice, if you have ideas for the podcast or whatever, I am always open to you. Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at Nixie, N-Y-X-I-E dot C-A is my email address, or you can find me on social media. Also, as always, I do appreciate you giving me a rating over on iTunes. That helps other people find this podcast or, you know, promoting it on social media for me. I also appreciate that as well. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are happy having a great summer so far and I'll be back with you next week.